What is one of the most joyful moments of your life? If you could think back of one of the most joyful or some of the most joyful events that ever taken place in your life, what would that be? I'm sure we all would have something that we could hang our hat on, something that was joyful. I know personally, uh, several things come to my mind. One was the day I got married. Um, it might have been, you know, not the joyful time for her, but it was for me. No, I'm just kidding. But it was an incredible time. It was anointed time. It was, it was presence of God was there. Probably the highlight of my life uh, was that day. Um, almost 30 years ago. And, and uh, I think other times would probably be the times when my children were born and, um, and just incredible joy that overtook my heart and my spirit uh, in those moments. And I, I, I think Christmas is a joyful time. And in fact, probably that word joy is something you're, you're gonna see quite often in the next 30 days. You'll see Mary, you'll see Christmas. But other than that, you'll probably see the word joy more than any other word during this season that we're in because that's what Christmas is. It's a joyful time. It's a, because we have a joyful faith. Christianity is a joyful faith. We sit around and we, we, we sing. So no other religion sings songs of joy other than the Christian faith. We literally sing songs about joy. Uh, you can't find that in other religions. And we, 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 we celebrate what Jesus has done. We, we call it Merry Christmas, not Scary Christmas, right? We call, it's a wonderful time. It's a joyful time. We, we, we have parties. We have get-togethers. We, we sit down. We, we eat together. We uh, take a break from work, spend time with the family, watch some football. We, you know, put together a puzzle. We relax, and we just enjoy this season. Now, I know there are some here in this room would probably say, Christmas is not not a joyful time for me. Perhaps things have happened in your past. Perhaps divorce is part of this season that plays out, and perhaps a separation or a loss of a life or a friendship or uh, someone that you loved. Or maybe some bad things have been associated in your past with this season. So when you come into this season, perhaps it's a little bit more difficult for you than perhaps other times. Can I just tell you, we want to change that narrative. So I, I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning, just tell them, smile for me, Chubby. Well, just tell them, for, come on, smile for me, Chubby. Um, we're going to have some joy in the house this morning. Turn to, your, turn to your other neighbor that you don't like because you didn't say anything to that one and, and tell them, smile for me, Chubby. Come on, go ahead and tell them, smile for me, Chubby. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> He's just grumpy because he's a Georgia fan. He had to, he lost the bet. He has to wear an Alabama hat. <laughs> That's what you get for betting, Pete. That's what you get for betting. John chapter 15. John chapter 15. It's not on your, uh, it's not on your notes or anything, but Jesus said this. He says, I've told you these things that my joy and, and delight may be in you, and that your joy, that's us, may be made full and complete and overflowing. I love that. Jesus' whole desire was to come to the earth and to speak into our lives, and as a result, bring joy to us, not just joy, but joy that's overflowing, joy that's complete. Paul would use the word joy more than 30 times in his epistles and, and writings to the early church. And that's part of the benefit of, of Christmas and being a Christian is that, that, that you have joy. It's in the roots of Christianity. You find that 
The joy is available to you where it was not available to you before, before Christ, before Christ came into your life. Look at Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but it's righteousness and it's peace and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, I love that passage of scripture and I've ministered from it many times, but what it shows us is that Jesus came to introduce a whole other kingdom. He, he said, we're going to be done with the Old Testament we're, and I'm bringing in a New Testament, a, a new way of knowing God, a new way of worshiping the Lord. And, and, and through the Holy Ghost, your relationship with God is going to be righteousness, it's going to be filled with peace, it's going to be filled with joy. Now, what I understand about God, you've probably seen it as well, is that God many times moves in numbers. The number three is an incredible number through Scripture. You see that God is three beings. He's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Many times you'll see the three dimensions of God in Scripture. And here again, we see Jesus describing the kingdom of God to us in threes. He would, Jesus would say, he would say, you know, there will be some people that will only we'll call them 30-fold Christians, or there will be some 60-fold Christians, or there'll be some 100-fold Christians. There, there's different levels even of people's pursuit into God. Some people are happy with 30-fold. Some are happy, won't be happy for 60. Some won't be happy until they have a 100-fold experience with God. My encouragement and hope to you is that we would all join in and say we're going to be 100% all in, 100-fold Christians for God. We even see it in the Old Testament. You see where the church, the Old Testament church was described as the tabernacle of Moses. And it had three different dimensions, the outer court, the holy place, and the holy of holies. The outer court, again, is what some people are going to be happy with. And, 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 but but, and, but the, then there's the holy place people, and then there's those that want to go into the holy of holies. And, and so let me say it like this, that in the kingdom of God, there's a 30-fold experience, which I call righteousness. There's a 60-fold, which is the peace of God experience in the peace of God, but if you really want to get into the Holy of Holies, if you really want to get into the heart of God, if you really want to have the full measure, the 100% measure of God in your life, what you're going to find is you're going to be walking in joy, and joy that is just unexplainable. You're going to be overflowing with joy, because when you talk about God, God is a God of joy. I used to think that God was an angry God. They stood and sat on some throne on some cloud with a lightning bolt in his hand with one eye in his forehead and just looking for me to make a mistake and threw a lightning bolt at me. That was the kind of God I grew up with, but I've come to understand that my God, your God, is a God of joy, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Come on, aren't you thankful? We have a God of joy. And this morning, no matter what you're going through, I'm here to tell you that there is available to you the gift of joy. You don't have to go through this season down, depressed, discouraged, you know, moaning and groaning and thinking about all the things that happened in the past to you around this time of the year. I think God wants to close the chapter on that book of your life and he wants to introduce you to his presence of the presence of joy. He wants to give you a whole new Christmas experience. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you need a little joy. Come on this morning, help me preach this morning. Look at this passage of scripture. It's our Christmas passage, Luke chapter 2, verse 11, 8 through 11. And there were shepherds out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you some really bad news. 
Oh, so you're reading with me. I'm glad. That's good. I bring you good news that will cause a little bit of joy. Great joy. You're helping me. I appreciate it. So great joy. Yeah, that word great is the Greek word megas. Where do we get the word mega from? It means large. It means grand. It means of great importance, of great weight. And the angel is saying, there's, there's, here's some good news. There's coming to you this incredible amount of joy that you've never experienced for all the people today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, the joy to the world. Come on, somebody. Aren't you thankful that he's joy in our life? And this incredible announcement came to a group of lowly shepherds. It didn't come to kings or priests or didn't come to philosophers or book writers or famous rich people or whatever. It came to some lowly shepherds, the lowliest occupation of the time. The, 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 if, you, if you were to pick out the lowest paying job and the worst job and the job that no one would want, it would be the shepherd's job. And that's who God comes to first reveal and announce to us the coming of joy to the earth. I think there's incredible principles there. That what God is really saying to us is that he's looking for people that have a heart for other people. Because in the Bible, sheep are likened to people. We are all sheep gone astray, the Bible tells us. So that's telling us that if you look at the Bible, whenever you see sheep, you're seeing people, groups of people, crowds of people, multitudes of people, and yet there were these shepherds. So if we can read into it a little bit, what we see is there's a group of people that love people. Can I also add to this that sheep are dumb? And they'll kill themselves and not even know about, not even think about, they're just, they'll just walk off a, cli off a cliff and just, they're, dead. they're just dumb. And then other sheep will just follow them off the cliff as well. They're just dumb. They, listen, God has put into the earth some people, shepherds. I would say that we are shepherds that love people. Even when people, other people do dumb things, we still love them. Even when they do dumb things to you, we still love them. Even when they're walking in dumbness, we still love them. People willing to look after the weak in the night hours because the angel came in the night hours. People, people, shepherds that love people in the tough times. People that love people when no one else wants to love the people. People that love people when they've been offended by the people. People that rise up and say, I'm going to watch over you. I'm going to look over you. I'm going to look past your mistakes and past your things that you've done to offend me. And I'm going to love you where you're at. And let me tell if you position yourself as a shepherd at night, I'm telling you, the angel of the Lord will appear to you in a sense with a message, there is joy coming to your life. Come on, somebody. You just don't love dumb people and get nothing from it. There's rewards in it. Come on. Sometimes you, under your breath, you just say, I'm just going to love you and your dumbness because there's a reward in this for me. Don't say that to them. Are you a shepherd by night or are you just a shepherd by day? Are you a shepherd that, that goes through the difficult midnight hours or, or do you just love people when it's warm or when it's convenient? When, you, when, you, when people do something nice to you, you love them back and do something nice for them. No, we're talking about shepherds by night. Shepherds by night. 
And God is looking for these kind of shepherds, and I believe he's found them in us. Joy. Joy. What is joy? One definition would be an internal character. Not in your notes. You can write these things down. An internal character. Some would say something that's settled, a settled assurance that God is in control of every detail of my life. Let me just say that one more time. Joy, this, this sense, this knowing, this assurance that no matter what's going on around me, my God is in control of every detail going on in my life. A quiet confidence that everything's going to be all right. A determined choice, as we sing about, to praise God in all things. That's called joy. I like this, a calm delight. The angel said, I bring you great joy. Not a little bit, but great joy. So what does great joy look like to you? Without knowing it, have you ever seen great joy? Have you ever experienced, have you ever touched great joy? Do you walk in great joy? Not just joy, but great joy. That's why God was excited about getting his son to the earth, because he wanted to deliver a package. That's why this is the best Christmas ever. We're coming into a realization that there's a package that's been delivered to us, and his name was Jesus. And with Jesus came the opportunity to buy in this thing called joy that we would now see walking in the earth through this man called Jesus, written about in the four books of the Gospels, we would see firsthand what joy looks like, how joy talks, how joy acts, how joy thinks, how joy perceives things, how joy responds when things are going backwards in his life. We get to see firsthand right here, joy walking in the earth. And that's why the angel came and he didn't say, hey, I bring you great news of good happiness. Well, we don't need happiness. We need joy. Because happiness means I, my emotions are determined, my external emotions are determined by happenstance, happenings, things that are going on. But happiness never lasts. You can buy a brand new car, be happy for a few weeks. You can drive it off the lot, get ran into, T-boned on your way home with your brand new car. You don't even have a new license plate yet. And you can get T-boned and your brand new car is a wreck and suddenly your happiness goes to sadness. Why? Because it's a happening. It's a circumstance. It's, it's why we call it happy hour. It just lasts an hour. Come on in. We'll serve you up. It's only be one hour. You'll be happy. But you're going to go home and you're going to be unhappy. You're going to have a hangover. You're going to have a headache. You're going to lose your family. You're going to lose everyone. We won't talk about that. We'll just call this happy hour. And with happy hour comes no joy. My soul, your soul, longs for joy. Not happiness. The world would say you long for happiness. And God would say, no, you don't need happiness. You need joy because when everything's going wrong in your life and there's no good happenings going on, you can still have joy. 
which means you trust God in everything and it doesn't affect your emotions. Your soul is not disturbed. You still power through the event that's happening in your life because you're motivated by this thing that Jesus gave you that you didn't have before you met him called joy. Aren't you thankful for joy? Can we give Jesus a thanksgiving offering for joy this morning? I believe there's someone here this morning, you're gonna leave here with joy. You walked in here and you didn't have joy. You walked in here and you were just kind of hanging down a little bit and things have just kind of attached themselves to you and you just kind of got worked up over some situations and someone may have called you and sent you a text on the way here yesterday and you bummed you all out and you, you may be thinking you don't have enough money to do this or do that and you're thinking of all these outside circumstances but this morning the Lord's wanted to introduce to you this gift he's given you called joy and you're gonna walk out of here and if the, nothing may have changed on the outside but I'll tell you, something's going to change on the inside. And when it changes on the inside, everything changes on the outside. So let me give you some gems of joy real quick. Number one, for your note's sake, gems of joy. Jesus desires that I be filled with joy. Oh, I love that. In the garden, <clears throat> Jesus' high priestly prayer, he prays to God before he goes to the cross. And he goes, God, I'm coming to you now. But I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they may have the partial measure of joy within them. You're not with me, are you? Y'all already lost. Y'all already out there reviewing the highlight films of the game yesterday. I, so that they may have the full measure, full, everybody say full measure of joy, the full measure of joy. You can walk in the full measure. My wife, she'll, 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 I say, sweetheart, you want any pie? This is a great pie. And she'll say, I'll take half a piece. I'm like, how, do you, how do you cut half a piece of pie anyway? I don't even know how to do that. Half a piece of what? I mean, she'll, she'll say something like, no, I'll just take a bite or two. Can I just tell you, that's sacrilegious. That's, that's not even allowed in the body of Christ. You don't take a half of nothing. This half and half, what is that? Half of a half, what are you, give me the full meal deal, baby. I don't want half of nothing. Do you ever heard anybody, hey, do you want, do you want me, you want to, you want to, you, you, do you want me to do half a job for you or do you want me to do the full job for you? I mean, what? What? No, I'm hiring you to do the full job. Yeah. What, do you want me to wash half the car and I'll leave the other half is okay? Can we do, work it out like that? I mean, I'm trying to save some time. No, you, you want the full measure. And Jesus said, I'm praying, I'm seeking, I've lived my life uh, in such a way that in a few hours I'm going to go to a cross uh, and oh God, my prayer is that these wonderful people that you've given me to love for these three and a half years of ministry, that you would shower them with the full measure of joy that's in the heavens. The full measure. Number two, joy comes from discovering God. Some of you this morning, my plea to you is to come back to Jesus. Maybe you, your walk with God is, is almost non-existent on life support. Maybe you've walked away from the Lord. 
Maybe you feel you're unworthy of him. Can I remind you this morning, no one is unworthy of him. No one's committed the unpardonable sin. You wouldn't be in this room if that were the case. That God loves you and he's calling you to his heart. At the end of our time together, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to come back to him, to know him, to walk into his heart, into his life-giving spirit. But joy comes from discovering God. Look at Matthew chapter 13. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in the field. And when a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all he had and he bought the field. Many people get happy when they find a good deal, right? Hey, honey, I got it. <laughs> hey, honey, I bought this half price. Your husband's trying to find the joy. <laughs> because that means... Half of it that you had is now gone. But happiness, as we talked about, is not, it's just fleeting. But when you find Jesus, you find joy. Look at this, Acts 2.28. David said, you have made known to me the paths of life, and you will fill me with joy. Where? Where do I find this joy? In your, where? In your presence. I will find my full joy in his presence, which means it's available at all times, 24-7. If I spend time with God and in his presence, I will spend time in joy. Look at this, chapter uh, 16, Psalms chapter 16, verse 11. You will show me the path of life, and in your presence is fullness of joy. And in your right hand there are possessions forevermore. So what happens is that joy fills me with an awareness that God is with me all the time. That God is with me all the time. You walk with this incredible awareness that if you're, even if you're in Walmart, even if you're in the candy section at Walmart at Halloween, he's with you. It's all the time. I was with my dog, granddaughter, last year I went to the Foley Christmas parade, had a great time. And uh, so we're standing there and, I'm, and, and, and uh, I'm right there and she's in front of me and they're throwing all this candy and stuff. I mean, she's just going after it, beads and candies and she's just picking it all up. And then came the big old tractor, this big, huge, monstrous tractor, huge. And she didn't, she hadn't been looking at me. She hadn't, didn't even know I was around. As soon as that tractor came, she turned her face, she buried her face into my legs and she put her arms around and then she put her hands up and I lifted up and she buried her head into my neck until the tractor passed by. You know what it tells me? She knew where to find joy. In the presence of her papa. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and you got a papa. You got a pop, you got a paw, you got a wah, 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 whatever they call you. <laughs> don't know, some of the names they come up with, like really? It's the best you could get for the rest of my life? I'm gonna be branded with this crazy name? But you have a papa in heaven that loves you and gives you full access to joy. Number three, you have to ask for joy. You have to ask for John 16, 24, until now you've not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be what? Complete. How come everybody else is joyful I'm not joyful? Well, when's the last time you asked for joy? Yeah. Well, 
I, I didn't know you're supposed to. Yeah, you got to ask for it. And you just have to ask for it. Ask for joy. So this morning, we're going to give you an opportunity at the end to, to ask the Lord for joy. You, you, today, for another, that, that's just worth the gas it took to get here this morning. A reminder, you need to ask for joy. Number four, obedience always brings joy. Obedience always brings joy. Hebrews chapter 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, the perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him endured the cross, scoring his shame, sat down at the right hand of God. You see, Jesus had something he was going for. He went to the cross so I could experience what he lived in on a daily basis. He went to the cross simply so he could give to us what he always lived in. It was the joy. When I forgive someone instead of hating them, guess what? Then joy meets me on the other side. When, when, when I praise instead of murmuring and complain, joy meets me on the other side. When I give instead of hoarding, when I think of others first instead of myself first, guess what? Joy meets me on the other side. When I love instead of hate, then God love, joy meets me on the other side. Joy will meet you on the other side. When you are obedient to the principles of God, when you're obedient to the spirit and not your flesh, I'm telling you, joy awaits you on the other side of that decision. Can you give God some thanks for that this morning? It's just waiting for you. <laughs> Number five, joy is, a, joy is a focus and not a feeling. I don't find joy in the event, but I find it in the guaranteed outcome of the event. Look at this, Psalms 30, verse 5, for his anger is for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. And we be may endure for a night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. If all we focus on is what's going on in the darkness, and we can't put our eyes and our focus on the end result of what God's doing in and through this situation, then we will be exempt from joy. But joy will await us if we focus on the other side, not on the feeling. Number six, joy must be shared. Isaiah chapter 61 is a prophetic scripture talking to us about the coming of Jesus. And here's what Jesus would do. Isaiah is prophesying about it. He will proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the day of vengeance of God. Comfort all who mourn, provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes and the oil of, what is it? Joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of spirit of despair. That we called oaks of righteousness. What am I saying? I'm saying that Jesus' ministry, as he walked into the earth and walked among the crowds, was to give away joy, the oil of joy. If you imagine, just if you if you could just imagine, picture with me, you know, you walking around with you know the oil of joy everywhere you go. You have and, and you're like. Don't be sad, don't be discouraged, don't be depressed. I got some oil for you, babe. 
I mean, some people probably need a whole bunch, right? Some, maybe a dab or do. But Jesus came around. He lived his life. He would go into, out of the crowds and amongst the people. And what was he doing? He was speaking. He was declaring. He was moving. He was ministering. And he was doing what? He was, he was giving joy instead of people's mourning. People were in mourning, but Jesus came in and brought joy. They were, he walked into a house and they were mourning the death of a person that died in the house. And he goes, are you kidding me? This is crazy. No, they, they rise up and live and walk again. And, and, and death was no more in the presence of the house. Wherever Jesus goes, wherever you go, wherever Christ goes inside of you, you bring with you the oil of joy. Wow. Hey, when you walk into the, when you walk into the office, do people go, look, he's here. Joe's here. Hey, Joe. Or they walk in. Oh, he's here. Everybody go to your cubicles, go back to your desk, go back. Morning is in the house. Depression showed up. We're hoping we get a break from this guy, but no, I mean, when, when joy, listen, you all know there's always somebody around that when they show up at the party, everything changes. Come on. Oh, I wish so-and-so was here with them this year to, at a family get-together. They were always the life of the party. And I'm not saying joy makes you the life of the party. I'm saying it brings with you a countenance and an emotion and an experience that, that other people are affected by it. You share joy in such a way that other people are like, wow, what a great, what a great presence. What a great experience I have just being with this individual. It's the oil of joy. Number seven, joy, I'll just go ahead and call the band. Let's worship if you want you to come on if you don't. Number seven, joy is the source of my strength. Well, this is powerful. Joy is the source of my strength. Nehemiah 8 verse 10, the joy of the Lord is your strength and your stronghold. Why do you need joy? You need joy because you need to be strong. If you're not walking in joy, if that's something that's limited in your life, then to the degree you have joy, I can even say it like this, to the degree you have joy is the degree you have strength. If you feel like you're weak and you're barely hanging on and you're not powering through circumstances and situations and you don't wake up with a lift in your step when you walk out of the house and probably it's because you were limited in your supply of joy. But today the Lord comes with this, with this, with this with a taker full of joy and he's coming and he's saying, hook up, hook up, uh, hook up. Uh, I've come to bring you joy. I, I've come to restore your joy. I've come to remind you that in my presence is fullness of joy. Connect with me. Come on and let's make this thing happen is walk into the earth as ambassadors of a living God. There is joy in the Lord, and it is my strength. It's my strength. And number eight, nothing should take away my joy. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, look out, it's coming. Look out, it's coming. Nothing should take away my joy. Jesus told his disciples, so with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will what? Take away your joy. If you're like, man, I, I used to be a person who walked in joy, but I don't have any more. What, then what took away your joy? What took away your joy? Paul started the Thessalonica church and three weeks later, he was chased out of the city. 
And we can say that the Thessalonican church, the church of Thessalonia, was birthed out of persecution. It was birthed in a season of persecution where it was hard to be a Christian. And yet Paul would write back, he would reach back and he would encourage the church in 1 Thessalonians and he would say this, rejoice always. Rejoice always, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ. He would tell people that were going through hard times to rejoice. Can you imagine living in Thessalonica at that time and being a part of the church? Showing up, you got a black eye, you got a bad tooth. Dude, you all right? What's going on? Oh, man. Ah, I think I got a wisdom tooth that needs to come out. I'm not sure. Well, rejoice, brother. Huh? Rejoice. But I, well, we were just reading Paul's letter earlier, and he, he said, in all things, rejoice. So why don't you just rejoice? Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I love you, Lord. I love you. I love you. Yeah. Oh, dude, I heard that you just lost your oxen. He just died, your favorite oxen. Your, in those days, your oxen was your tractor. I just heard that your tractor's gone. It just went, it went to heaven. What, 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 I'm sorry, dude. I'm so sorry, but hey, rejoice. Heard you lost your job, oh, but rejoice. I, I, you know, I heard some hard things or bad things going on with your kids, but hey, can I just say, rejoice, man. Rejoice. I mean, that, that should be the next words off of our lips. Rejoice. Reconnect with joy. Rejoice. Get your joy. Don't let nothing steal your joy. Rejoice. Reboot up. Re, regather. Go get the joy. Don't let this situation steal your joy. Don't let anyone take away your joy. Keep your joy. Your joy is your strength. The, the joy of the Lord is your portion. Do not let any situation take your joy. And lastly, number nine, God's joy just can't be explained. And here I'm trying to explain it. First Peter 1, verse 8, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with this inexpressible, or King James says, unspeakable and glorious joy. What is an unspeakable joy? What is an inexpressible joy? It's something that I can't explain to you. It's something that words are not even adequate to define to you in a way that you can grasp it. It's something beyond my ability to put handles on and to give to you so you can really understand. I, I can't even understand it. I'm sure you've been through these situations. I know I have where I've gone through something. I'm like, wow, this is really hard. This is really difficult season right now. But yet somehow there was joy in it. And I'd ask my, I think something was wrong with myself. I'm like, I should be falling apart right now. I should be like 
in a heap of emotions, just sobbing and just, I should, I should be like a basket case. I should be submitted to some kind of a, you know, rehabilitation program right now. I, I should be seeing 16 counselors right now, but, but, but something overtook me and I can't explain it. I can't define it. I can't put words to it, but, but I can say it was the joy of the Lord and it breathed life into my spirit, into my soul and it lifted me in a time when only God could lift me and I would go through the situation with only the joy of the Lord. That is why the shepherds heard the news from the angel. I bring you great tidings of good joy. Great joy is coming to you. It's right here. It's available to you now. You have available to you great joy. Woo! We didn't know what joy was before Jesus. I mean, we, we had these, I'm sure they, the prophets had these visitations and they'd have these moments where they experienced the touch of God, but then it would go. But now through the Holy Spirit, we can walk in the fullness of all of heaven's joy. Do you understand what kind of a gift that is to us? Does that even comprehend? Does that even make, make uh, connections in your brain that you have available to us the joy in the earth when all the world sees nothing but problems and difficulties and situations and yet Jesus comes and gives you a gift and says here inexplainable, unexplainable unspeakable, here it is it's, it's joy, it's for you it's for you <laughs> it's for you joy I don't know about you but I can't never have enough joy I can't have enough just give me more just give me, give me some more joy I want us to stand to our feet this morning. We're going to worship the Lord in just a moment again. But I felt this morning that there's, to have our prayer teams please come up to the front, stand here at the front with us, prayer teams. I just felt like this morning in this room were two groups of people. One is those that have not known the touch of Jesus in their life for a while or maybe never. You've never given your heart over to the Lord. You never made him the Lord of your life. And what has happened is you're, you're trying to run in a car down the road with no gas. You, you, there's nothing there. And you find yourself frustrated in so many ways. Can I say this morning, God wants to bring you into his heart. He wants to do life with you. He wants you to know him. He wants to know you. He wants to take control of the old song. He wants to take the wheel of your life. With heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, you would say, Pastor JP, I hear what you're saying, and to me, that's me. I, I need the joy, I, I, but I need Jesus first. I need, I need to know Jesus. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I, I need to come back to him. I, I, need to, I need to accept him. I need to surrender to him. If that's you this morning, we're all across this room. Would you just raise your hand? No one's looking. No one's looking. But I, I just, Pastor, I want to know Jesus today. I, I'm not going to embarrass you, but just I'm going to ask you, do you know Jesus? Would you raise your hand? Come on. All across the room. All across the room. I want to know Jesus. Yeah, I want to know Jesus. Yes. I want to know Jesus. Yes. I want to know Jesus. I want to know him as the Lord of my life. 
I'm going to surrender. Today I'm going to make a mark in the sand. I'm going to surrender to him. Amen. Amen. Just always want to say a prayer for those that raise their hand right here. In fact, I would ask all of us to join in this prayer, especially those that raise their hand. Would you just agree with me in this prayer? Would you say this, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Be the Lord of my life. Thank you for hearing my prayer and inviting me in. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen and amen. Others this morning, I believe, you know, you need to, you need to gear up for the season. If some of you in this room, it's been hard lately. You've had some strong situations going on in your life. And just the fact of, you know, that Christmas coming on, it's just, it's not there. But today, the Lord wants to pour into your life. He wants to fill you, fill you, fullness of joy. Some of you are walking in a a quarter of a tank capacity. We we, we went over to the airport uh, this past week, uh, you know, Monday to fly out, and my, my, my gas light comes on. I'm like, oh no, my gas light's on. She goes, well, how far can we make it? I'm like, I don't know but I don't want to stop because we got a plane to catch. She goes, well, we're not going to catch a plane. You don't get gas. I'm like, we're just going to have to chance it. So we chanced it all the way to the airport. Thank God he was with us. But some of you trying to catch a plane on a half a tank of joy, on the fumes of joy, there's no joy pounding you. There's little strength left in your life. And the Lord's saying today, I want to fill you. I want to baptize you, if you would, with joy. I mean, where you're just like unconscious. You know, I'm, I'm playing with you, but you don't say it. Just joy, a download of joy. So I've asked our worship team, they're going to lead us in a, in, a, in a song in just a minute. So if you prayed that prayer, man, I, I want to accept Jesus. Or if you just need, man, I just... I just need to download the joy today. I just need to ask him for joy. I just need that. I want you to step out of your seats. Even now, as as they begin to play, even now, step out of your seats. They may come pray for me. We've got some people that are excited to pray with you. They can't wait to pray with you. We're going to pray for joy this morning. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen.
joy when my heart is sitting all my days. Yes, I will all my days. Yes, I you put your both hands up with me this morning both hands up and father here we are as we enter into this season we ask you to fill us with joy joy unspeakable and full of glory thank you lord god that you are our joy you are the source you are the power you are the calm delight of our lives we trust you in every circumstance and we'll stand, Lord, in this hour and walk as Jesus did and give away joy. Everywhere we go, the oil of joy. And we bless you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you.